0: What's up, guys? I'm Jake Savage, and welcome to the Persuasion School podcast. A little bit about me if this is your first time here. I'm a salesman. Very proud of that. I've been selling for 13 years now, and the first seven years was door-to-door sales. So I knocked on about 100,000 doors over uh, that period of time, and then a transition into a startup called Base makers and we're an outsourced sales team for emerging food and beverage brands. So altogether... Tons of great sales experience. I have absolutely loved every minute of it. Just getting to understand people's needs and goals and how to frame what it is that we're offering in a way that meets those needs and goals and just understanding ways of connecting with people and persuasive communication. So today, basically just train people how to uh, communicate persuasively full-time through my job at Base makers as well as this podcast here. And on this show, we try to feature just one bite-sized a piece of content per episode. So just one method or principle as it pertains to persuasive communication. Something that's easily digestible and actionable so you can use it right away to be more persuasive in your career. That is my newborn daughter in the background if you are hearing her. Um, she's amazing and she's going to be a sales stud without a doubt. So in this episode it's the second part of my interview with sales expert, world-renowned sales expert and consultant, Mike Weinberg. So Mike's written a handful of sales books. I picked up one of them last year. It was called Sales Management Simplified, and I loved it. So I read another one of his called Sales Truth. And after that, I figured I'd reach out to the guy on Instagram to see if he wanted to jump on the show. So he said yes. In the last episode, Mike ran us through a major pitfall of salespeople, which is spending too much time chasing opportunities instead of creating opportunities. I followed up with another question about a pitfall he mentions in his books, and it's the prisoner of hope complex. So in this episode, Mike's going to break down the prisoner of hope complex and how avoiding that is going to help you as a salesperson. And also for fundraisers, if you're in fundraising, I would love for you to pay attention here. Do not tune out. Everything that Mike discusses is 100% applicable to what you do in fundraising so we're going to talk about the prisoner of hope complex today hope you enjoy
1: so one major um, pitfall of salespeople is chasing instead of creating and you say that another major reason that salespeople fail is because of the prisoner of hope complex can you dive into that a little bit as well and shine some light on what that is
2: yeah and, and giving credit where credit is due i took that phrase from a sales trainer who's just an amazing guy named Tom Riley, who's based here in St. Louis, actually in Chesterfield, Missouri. And his son, Paul Riley, has since taken over his business. They're great guys. Their book is a uh, value-added selling. And that's Tom's phrase, uh, Prisoner of Hope. And here's how I interpret it. It's the salesperson who's got a couple deals in the pipe. You know, they've got a, a few things in the funnel, maybe one monster deal. And instead of doing the responsible thing, which would be continue to turn over more rocks, try to create new opportunities. They get all OCD and nuts about that one deal that's in there. Kind of like Tommy in Tommy Boy at the table where he starts talking to the, the waitress and how he ruins his sale. And he, you know, kind of keeps pulling at the roll and goes, Tommy, until I break it, and I lose my sale. Uh, <laughs> that's what salespeople do. They obsess over that deal and they become a prisoner that that thing is going to come through and it's going to make their quarter or their half a year. Instead of being responsible and trying to put new stuff on the top of the funnel so they have a moving, balanced pipeline, and I'll talk about that in a second, um, they're a prisoner of hope. And hope is a four-letter word. And, you know, there are four-letter words we're not supposed to use, and I would put hope in that category uh, when it comes to selling. That's the prisoner of hope. They just, They just figure it's going to work out. And oftentimes, unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's – I love that. I think that that's something that every salesperson has experienced. And I think it's a major pitfall for newer salespeople because, you know, this is why I don't even, and it's more of a superstition, but I stopped making business cards several years ago. Just because I believe that handing business cards is like, you're, you're just killing the deal. It's I going like straight it. to the track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I used to, when I first started, you know, you give it on, you're, oh man, they're going to call me back. I'm hoping, I'm waiting for this to go through, and it just doesn't. So,
2: No, it's so funny. You say that it happens to me all the time. I'll I'll be somewhere with some big company speaking and a bunch of people come up and hand me their business cards. You know, I'm talking to hundreds of people, right? And, and, and 10 of them want to give me their business card. And I'm thinking, where am I going to put this? What am I going to do with it? And then they ask me for my card as if I brought hundreds of cards with me in my briefcase. Right. And I look at them and I'm like, I'm really easy to find. MikeWeinberg.com. Like shoot me a note. Like I'm on every social channel and yeah. you know, like I, I, I don't, I don't even carry business. I'm with you. It's, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation. Let me, Jake, I want to circle back to something I, I teased out because yeah. I think this will be helpful to the audience. I, I talked about a balanced pipeline and and we want a healthy flowing pipeline where deals don't get stuck. And we all, I think what we all want is a consistent deal flow, consistent business. And, and what I see happening because we're prisoners of hope and because salespeople typically work the hot part of their funnel first in our instinct. And I understand why we, we see a deal that's hot and we try to get it to the finish line and close it. And what tends to suffer at that point is we never work the top of the funnel. You know, with, we, 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 we work the hot deals. And then with a little bit of time we have left over, we'll work active opportunities where, you know, it's kind of alive and we know who to talk to and there's something to advance. And the part of the the pipeline that gets ignored is the very top of it where we would be creating new opportunities. And my strongest coaching, and I, I share this in every one of my books in one way or another, is if you would divide your time in thirds, and I'm being, I'm being generic in the, in the allocation time, but if you would just divide your time in thirds and you would limit yourself to spending a third of your time trying to close hot deals and another third of your time dealing with active opportunities that you're trying to warm up and get to the hot stage, What would happen to most salespeople's productivity and the health of their pipeline and their consistency of results if they really carved out a third of their sales week to prospect and work the top of the funnel and put new stuff in there? And if you spend a third of the time creating, a third advancing, and a third closing, you always have deal flow. You're always creating new opportunities. You're always advancing. You're always working on closing. And and your business stops doing that porpoise thing thing where it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And I just, it's the simplest advice, but I've seen it work over and over and over, but it requires time blocking. It requires self-discipline. You will never uh, prospect or or go into opportunity creation mode by by default, right? There's always something more attractive. There's always something easier. There's definitely a bigger fire brewing, something that's more urgent that keeps you from working the top of the funnel. So my coaching would be get that in your calendar first thing and block out those time blocks for opportunity creation. That's what guarantees you deal flow. I
1: love it. Yeah. So much of, um, you know, our productivity as salespeople comes down to properly managing that calendar. And I think you said it best with the word discipline. And I think it's become more and more difficult when we have so many distractions and we were talking before we kind of jumped into it, just about how things have changed due to COVID and working from home and being in front of the computer probably presents even more distractions for us throughout the day. So it just you know it requires the utmost discipline to be able to stick to that calendar. I love it, Mike. And so I have another question here before we wrap up, um, at least for the podcast portion here. But you've mentioned, and this was something that I really loved in the book, you mentioned that spending too much time on being a good corporate citizen can trap you into a pitfall. Could you just explain this a little bit and how this can be detrimental to sales?
0: Just a little glimpse there of the third pitfall Mike talks about focusing too much on being a good corporate citizen, and how that can slow you down in sales. I love everything about just the title of that so excited to dive into it on the third uh, third episode of this interview with Mike next week. but I hope you enjoyed everything that he said his words of wisdom on focusing too much on being a prisoner of hope and how hanging tight on that one or couple deals. Uh, just for our quarter or for our year can slow us down and make us ineffective in the long run if you enjoyed listening to mike and what he has to say definitely recommend checking out the guy's books he's got three bestsellers sales truth new sales simplified and sales management simplified you can pick them up anywhere books are sold and that's that And then if you enjoyed this podcast at all and you're looking for more content on persuasive communication, you can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty active there. A lot of the content has to do with fitness just because that's real life. That's what I spend time doing. But I also believe that overcoming physical barriers helps us overcome mental barriers and ultimately helps us to become more persuasive. So you'll find that on some of the Instagram. But Follow me, send me a DM. It's at it's Jake Savage. You can also send me an email, jake at jakesavage.co. Thanks.